Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. This is episode number 34, and this one is brought to you by Canada's Barbecue School. Check out www.bbqclass.ca for details on the Pitmaster classes coming up real soon in five Alberta cities, taught by national champ Rob Reinhardt of Prairie Smoke and Spice Barbecue. They'll have five styles of smokers on site, so if you're in the market for a new cooker, just being able to check out the different varieties is a great uh, option. Come on down, get some unbiased advice, and taste the food for yourself. You'll learn the techniques that impress the judges and the techniques that impress your family. Tackling five different meats, Rob will talk about ingredients, technology, cooking, fuels, and different strategies to allow you to be the king or queen of the smoker. Check the link in the show notes for full details, and I'll be down at the uh, Calgary class on March 30th, and I hope to see you there. If you're enjoying the show, uh, please pause, pause your podcast app now and take a screenshot, share it on your social media, let your friends and followers know that you're listening to the Eat More Barbecue podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And also uh, check out the Alberta Barbecue Trail page at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca for a listing of all the barbecue joints in Alberta. And if you're listening in and you see there's someone I've missed, please let me know. And uh, most importantly, get out and support your local barbecue restaurant. My guest on the show this week is Kevin Ronaker, host of the Sauced on Beer, Bourbon and Barbecue podcast out of St. Louis, Missouri. Kevin and I chat about his podcast, the barbecue scene around St. Louis, and he tells me what to look for in the bourbons I have in my collection. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I hope you do too. All right. Well, here we go, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And uh, via Skype from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, I'm pleased to be welcomed by Kevin Ronaker. Kevin is one of the hosts of the Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue podcast. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, this is awesome, and uh, I was thinking back, and pretty sure you are my first uh, outside of Canada podcast guest. Awesome! So, I, so I love congratulations, it. Uh, congratulations on that uh, achievement. And I didn't even need my passport for today, so I'll <laughs> that's that. right. <laughs> there you go, man. Awesome. Uh, so I like to kind of get started. Uh, you know, it's a barbecue podcast. I know you guys talk a little about more than just barbecue, but uh, I like to kind of get folks uh, your barbecue origin story. Kind of how did you uh, your interest, your passion for barbecue? Where did that come from for you? So I've always been big into cooking meat with fire. Like I remember as just a kid growing up, um, fire was the most exciting thing to me. So yeah. getting to barbecue meat and getting to grill meat has just always kind of been something I've I've been growing up doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I started out everything on a Weber gas grill. Um, yep. I thought I was doing barbecue at that time. Little did I know I was just, you know, warming meat with propane. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, when I got into, when I turned about 18 or so, um, I bought my first smoker. Um, just kind of played with that. Uh, it was just a little uh, uh, Weber smoker, nothing too exciting. Um, and then I had a buddy of mine move to San Diego. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I've got this old barbecue pit, a Brinkman barbecue pit. You can take it. Right, but you got to come pick it up today. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll come get it from you. I don't have a truck, uh, but he lived, lived about four blocks down the street from me. So I'm running through St. Louis, um, <laughs> pushing a barbecue pit to get to my yep. house. Um, yeah, and I kind of converted that into a smoker. Um, okay, yep. 
And when Alex and I, uh, my partner that does the uh, the podcast with us, when we started doing this, we kind of just we knew a little bit about smoking and barbecuing. Uh, we knew, you know, just just some basics. But I mean, really, since we started the podcast, we've really dived, you know, feet first into it. Um, yeah, we've done a lot with some local uh, barbecue joints here in St. Louis. We've done a lot with just reading books and just really understanding that you know what is good barbecue just yeah, learning absolutely. and talking to as many people as we can so start out at a young age i mean just frozen chicken things like that now you know whole slabs of ribs brisket things like that so you got it yeah no that's awesome it's uh yeah and certainly one thing i found with doing my podcast uh just the people i've gotten to meet and uh uh, things I've gotten to see and, and do it uh, opens some doors uh, that you might not otherwise get to walk through. So it's pretty cool uh, experiences. Yeah, it's it's crazy the people and the connections you can meet with just you know saying hey I have a podcast you just want to sit down and talk and people they love it they're very yeah. excited very open about it. So absolutely yeah absolutely and the other barbecue family they love sharing and talking so it's a uh, it's an easy uh, an easy thing to do. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about your your podcast, the Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue podcast. Tell us uh, how long you guys been at it, and a little bit about what you guys do. So we've been doing it for a little over a year or so. Um, I started okay. the Instagram page. Uh, it's at beer underscore bourbon underscore barbecue. Um, yeah. I started that about two years ago. Um, really, just to kind of share my love of beer, bourbon, and barbecue. Um, I, sure. I, I love all three of them. Yeah. Um, so my buddy Alex, we used to sit in my basement and we'd just be like talking, you know, about all three of those and saying, you know, how much we love them. We're like, you know what, we should just start recording these conversations. I'm sure other yeah, people yeah. have things to add about it. Um, yeah. You know, they have other insights. So we just kind of sat down and started recording it with a buddy, Lucas. Um, the three of us did it for about five or six months and Lucas took on some other responsibilities with his job and couldn't do it. Okay. So Alex and I have been kind of doing it strong for the last year or so. Yep. Um, but yeah, we sit down and interview people who have connections with beer, bourbon, and barbecue. Uh, we sit down and we talk about, you know, different techniques, different styles. Really, we want our listeners to grow with us. It's, it's our journey through those three topics is what we always say. Um, Last night we just recorded two episodes where we did beer cheeses, and we made okay. different types of beer cheese out of uh, three different beers. Nice. Uh, we've done. Uh, I've sat down with a couple of barbecue places here in St. Louis. Uh, Super Smokers is one of them. They're a world championship. They've won it for their ribs and for their brisket a few years ago down in uh, Memphis. Yeah, and, I listened to that episode a couple of weeks ago. It was great. Yeah, that was so cool to sit down with them. Yep. Uh, they're kind of the first barbecue spot here in St. Louis. And just sitting yeah. with them and talking history and talking about what is barbecue to them. I mean, that's yeah. really what we do. And then we sit down with breweries. Um, I've learned so much about beer and so much about the creativity that goes behind it. Um, we have a, a ton of really good breweries here in St. Louis besides AD. Yep. I mean, of when, course, when yeah. I say St. Louis beer, everybody's like, oh, Anheuser-Busch. I'm like, of course, yeah. yes, we do have Anheuser-Busch, but we have so many other places. Um, if your listeners ever get to St. Louis, I mean, there are yeah. so many fantastic breweries here, barbecue joints here. We've got a couple of distilleries, actually, that create some real good stuff. And we're, just, we're really about sharing the excitement that St. Louis has in those three areas, plus what else is going on in the world of those. Yeah, awesome. 
And uh, yeah, Alex is the other kind of mm-hmm. main host, and you've had some other yeah. friends, it sounds like, join you. Talk, yeah. talk to me about the, uh, was it the Whiskey Palooza? Yeah, so uh, every okay. couple of months or so, we have a Whiskey Palooza. Um, yeah. It's, the name has morphed each time. I, I don't know actually <laughs> what the full name of what we're calling it now every right. time, but we yeah. crown a king of whiskey each night. King of whiskey, yeah. Uh, a couple of our friends, um, Alex and I, our friend Roger, who is a chef, um, he's a trained culinary chef. We won a couple okay. awards. Uh, we have a friend called Scotch Guy. His name is actually Guy, um, but okay. he loves Scotch. He yeah. comes, um, and we just sit around and we do blind tastings of whiskey. The whiskey king gets to pick the topic for the next whiskey night. So the the previous yeah. winner. Yes. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. We've got one coming up in uh, March that we're going to do all Heaven Hill products. You can only bring something okay. that was created at a Heaven Hill distillery. Okay. Um, we've done in the past, our last one was below 90 proof. The very first right. one we did was, you can bring whatever you want. Um, I actually brought a, a Canadian rye, uh, okay. bought 40, and it was incredible. I should have won, but they're, you know, ridiculous, and they have terrible pay- taste palettes, and uh, yep. they don't know good whiskey when it hits them in the face, is what I kept telling them. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> which uh, which rye was that? Uh, Lot 40. Lot 40, okay. Yeah, it's, I'm uh, not, not familiar with that one. It's so. really good. It's a really good rye. Um, yeah. Uh, aged in Canada. Um, I'm not exactly sure what area, but the cast yeah. strength, from what I've heard, is incredible, but getting it down here okay. in the States is really challenging. Okay. Um, but we can get the lot forty. Uh, the one I had was a 2012 release, so okay. it was aged really well, um, about five or six years. So I was really happy with that. Nice. Yeah, that sounded. It sounds like you certainly had a lot of fun uh, listening to that that last one. I was uh, really impressed by. Obviously, you guys, you, the, just the palates you guys have for the whiskeys and the uh, picking out the different flavors and something that's. Uh, uh, for me, the bourbon, I'm kind of still fairly new to that, and I want to jump back into that in a bit. But uh, I, I felt like I need to be, you know, going home and uh, cracking a bottle open or two and taking some notes just to kind of that's, start. That's the best thing I can out tell. What I feel. Yeah. yeah, that's the best thing yeah. I can say to you. Do I mean we are nowhere near experts. Um, we just play experts on TV, is what I always like to. Yeah, well, about. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> you do it well. You knew it sounded like you knew what you're talking. Yeah, about, so. we're, we're, we. I was talking to Alex last night, and I said you know, we've moved from the noob cad category to the amateur category now. So I think there we're, you go, uh, moving on up. Yeah, we're we're kind of starting <laughs> to kind of grow a little bit. Yeah, we're nowhere near experts, and uh, I always say, you know, we're just here to have a good time and learn as much as we can. I'm a yeah. teacher, so uh, right, I'm yeah. always about teaching and learning and growing so okay. have a little fun while you're exactly. at it right? so let's uh talk a little barbecue talk about the the st louis barbecue scene uh, what do you what's uh what's happening out there with the barbecue? so st louis is just growing i mean the barbecue yeah. scene has never been better in st louis than it is right now um yeah we have so many amazing places that are opening up doing weekly specials um We've got a couple places here called Sugar Fire, which is... I've heard about Sugar yeah. Fire, yeah. So if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see a bunch of their, their food. I go there all the time. Yep. Um, yeah. They really should start paying me to go, but I end up paying them. <laughs> um, yeah, but funny how that works. Is, but they do a lot of specials. They do a lot of uh, really unique kind of collaborations with a bunch of other St. Louis local restaurants. Um, 
Okay. We've got Pappies, um, Bogars. Uh, those are kind of the big names in St. Louis right now. Um, yeah. They go to some of these barbecue competitions and they kind of clean house. I mean, they're right. so good. Uh, yeah. Pappies has a line that forms about 1030 in the morning and they're sold out of barbecue by two o'clock. Nice. So much like you hear about uh, the, some of the big Texas. Yeah, uh, like Franklin. Texas yeah, Johnny yeah. Franklin, yeah. I mean, so those are really good ones. Um, yeah. There's a lot of smaller places that are just kind of opening up where they're, you know, sitting out front with an actual smoker, you know, and they've got All a right, guy nice. sitting there just smoking. I mean, a big thing here is pork steaks. I don't know if you're familiar with a pork steak. Okay, pork steak, yeah. So that's a big St. Louis thing here. We we love is that pork okay? steaks. Uh, we love our pork yeah. steaks smothered in Malls barbecue sauce, which is a AB beer and tomato and ketchup sauce. Okay, I've heard you talk yeah. about that on yeah. your show. Yeah, so, so it's a yeah. very liquidy sauce. It's really good for like marinating your mm-hmm. um, your pork steaks. And then a pork steak, it's just a uh, pork shoulder that's been yeah, thickly sliced. sliced up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I uh, experienced it at Snows uh, down in Lexington, Texas last year. Yeah, so. it is. Oh, I, I love a good yeah. pork steak. Um, I'm not a big fan of Mall's barbecue sauce. Like, everybody okay. here is like, I mean, it's kind of that bad joke. You know, it's the barbecue yeah. sauce all of our dad's dads learned to cook with. So of we always course, take yeah. it and we, we doctor it up. We make it a little bit better because it's it's so watery. It's so... Right. Uh, on its own, it's not very appetizing but marinating with right. it cooking with it you know throwing some yeah, extra stuff it yeah it gets so good yeah you bet huh yeah so it, it's awesome. awesome it's awesome down there right now now is there a st louis barbecue style so uh, you know yeah. your pork steak you mentioned obviously but is there you know the texas style the salt and pepper brisket uh, uh carolina pork is there a st louis Style so of barbecue, I would or? say we're kind of a blend between the Kansas City style and the Memphis style. You know, you've got your Memphis okay. style of your your dry rubs and your seasonings. Dry rub, your yeah. Kansas City style is your thin molasses your ketchup-based right. sauces. We're kind right, of a yeah. blend between those. We'll put sauce on the okay. table. Um, we'll cover your pork steak in sauce. Um, yep. But your ribs are going to come out with some dry rub, and you can put your own sauce on it if you want it. Sauce them if you yeah. want them, yeah. Um, okay, but, cool. But a St. Louis style, I mean, I would say is... It can be wet or dry, and it's going to have sweeter bark to it, a sweeter rub okay. on it, rather than like your Memphis. You got a lot of more of that that herby granule, salt, you know, pepper, you know, okay. the thickness of yep. it. St. Louis is going to be more of a sweet brown sugar, a um, little bit of that molasses caramel kind of taste is what you're going to get there. Okay. So awesome! Have you had the opportunity to do any kind of travels, barbecue travels outside of the? St. Louis area? Um, went down to Memphis, did uh, the Memphis Barbecue Company, Rendezvous, um, really anywhere I go. My big three, yeah. my wife actually hates it because it seems like all <laughs> our vacations end up going to breweries, to barbecue joints, or to distilleries. The last three... I don't see a problem, I don't I don't see a problem with either, that. No. said, uh, <laughs> the next trip we take, we're going to the beach somewhere. I said, that's fine. We'll go to Michigan. Yeah. I know there's a couple of breweries up there that we can go to some distilleries. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it seems like all of our trips end up going to those three places. Um, so. Yeah, awesome. Um, so let's uh, let's talk a little bourbon, okay. if you don't mind. Uh, hey, uh, as long as we're in those three, I'm in I'm in uh, heaven right now. So I'm happy. Yeah. About that. What do what, what you what are you sipping on there? So today? right now I've got a Buffalo Trace store pick. Um, so okay. Buffalo Trace is out of Frankfort, Kentucky. Uh, 
Yep. It's probably one of the biggest Kentucky distilleries that's not on the Kentucky Distillery Trail. Um, okay. Uh, for your listeners, if you're if you're not familiar, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail it goes throughout Kentucky. It's all the okay. It's like Wild Turkey, Four Roses, Jim Beam, uh, Maker's Mark, um, those kind of big labels. But Buffalo Trace doesn't want to pay the Kentucky Distillers Association fees, uh, okay. which they say that you have to charge for your tours. Buffalo Trace uh, doesn't you. want to do that. They have nine fantastic tours. I've done it. I think I've only got three more tours until I've done all nine of them. Um, You're right. But, yeah. Get a T-shirt or something when you get them all back? Uh, you don't get anything there. Uh, <laughs> you get good whiskey at the end of each tour, so I'm okay with Good whiskey. That. Yeah, well, that's uh, all right. That's, yeah, that's but, yeah, so it's a Buffalo Trace, just a really good bottle, probably one of my favorite. It okay. was the first bottle I ever bought two of um, because it was so good. Um, so I just finished yep. my first bottle of it, and I've got a backup on the shelf over there. So I'm pretty excited. Perfect. Nice. So I'm, uh, I think I mentioned, I'm just kind of recently, uh, for, for years and years and years, I, I wanted to be a scotch drinker. And I, I finally came to the conclusion that I just don't really Good like scotch you. all that Good much. Good for you. Don't waste your yeah. time. So, I, uh, <laughs> no, so, so I'm slowly getting into the bourbon. Okay. Uh, so I, I've kind of got, you can yeah, see me yeah, there, Kevin? Uh, Kevin? Okay. So I've kind of got the bourbons I've collected over the last couple of years here. If I okay. kind of show you yeah, a couple definitely. of the bottles... Kind of maybe tell me what I should be looking for in these, totally, or tell me totally. about them. So you, you're talking about Buffalo Trace. So this is kind of a yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, good old Buffalo Trace, right? So there. I think that's probably just a standard Buffalo Trace. I don't think it's anything any special label or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean that that is a go-to bottle for me. I always have a Buffalo Trace right. on okay. the shelf. Yep. Anything particular I should be looking for when I'm tasting um, that? Lots of vanilla uh, notes on a Buffalo Trace. I mean, a Buffalo Trace is just going to be one of those bourbons you can drink it neat, you can drink it on the rocks, you can drink it in an old-fashioned. You can just make it yeah. however you want it. A splash of water is going to turn yeah. it, you know, give you new taste. It's, I think it's 90 proof. Yes. Yeah, is... uh, 45% alcohol, so 90 proof bourbon. 45, it's not yeah. going to give yeah. you very yeah. much of a burn, but it's going to it's gonna have okay. a good taste to it. Um, you're right. not going to go wrong with a Buffalo Trace. I mean... Anybody that nice. asks, you know, what what's a good bourbon just to jump into? I highly recommend a Buffalo Trace. That's good. Yeah. A good, kind of a good, a good starter. Yeah, for, you know, for really me, me Jack Daniels okay. was kind of my starter, and I know it's not, not bourbon. Tennessee whiskey. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that kind of was my my starting point, my gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those. So here's another one. Exactly. Yeah. Here's one I haven't cracked yet. It's uh, a Maker's okay. Mark. So, Maker's Mark, you're going to get a weeded bourbon, um, which is different than your Buffalo Trace. Um, weeded okay. bourbon is obviously done with wheat. Buffalo Trace is done with a high corn okay. yield. Um, All right. So, and I should say, the Maker's Mark does have corn in it as well, because to be a bourbon, it's got to be 51% corn. Um, but it's got a higher okay. wheat content to it. Um, right. That's, again, another really good bottle just to have on your shelf. If you're starting to get into bourbon, it's going to be right. very different than your Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace is going to have a little okay. bit more rye to it, a little bit more of that barley heat kind of feel. The Maker's is going okay. to be a little bit sweeter. Um, yep. A Maker's cocktail is really good. You can't go wrong with those either. Um, nice. I really like a uh, Maker's Old Fashioned. Um, Okay. It's just yeah. it's so good. If you can get a hold of the Maker's 46, which is their private, 
Ah, uh, uh, there you go. That that, that one right there. <laughs> and that one I that one I have been into. That is really a enjoyed. really good one. So the forty six is yeah. it's a really crazy story how that one kind of came about. Um, Bill Samuels, who is the uh, son of the Samuels family that started Maker's Mark. Right. Um, he came up with a list of a hundred things that he wanted to do. Or hundred ideas he had to make Maker's Mark to kind of make his own impact on Maker's Mark. Uh, okay, number forty six yep. was the one that was selected. So that's what's called Maker's Forty Six. Okay. So, oh, perfect. Uh, how yeah. Maker's Forty Six works is they take regular Maker's Mark, they put it after it's done mm-hmm. aging, they put it in another barrel with different staves, um, like a French oak okay. stave, mocha stave. Um, there's, I think there's five or six that they choose from. And then they put them in their uh, in a cave almost is actually what it is now. They dug out a side of the hill at the distillery and they oh, have wow. it in a cave and yep. it's like fifty uh, something degrees in that cave and they just let those sit in there for a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Get the uh-huh. all the different yeah. flavors. And then they bottle yeah. it. Um, you can actually do a maker's private select, which is the maker's okay. and they let you choose what stage you get in it. So oh, nice. it's really oh, wow. cool, very wide variety yeah. because each person does a private select of it. They get to go down into the cave where they have a mm-hmm. lab. It's a beautiful, beautiful lab where they sit there and they just pour bottles for you. And you try and you mark what you like, wow. what flavors, and then they create a yeah. barrel for you of it. And, yeah, and you get your name on it. Wow. And it is, I've had some really good ones. The only problem with it is... Yeah. Bottles here are eighty bucks US, so you're paying yeah, a lot absolutely. for it. But it's it's well yeah, worth. Absolutely, it. yeah, for sure. So next up, this is one I uh, I think last summer we were coming back from California and I got this at the duty free. Okay. It's a Bullet Frontier Whiskey, straight bourbon, Kentucky straight bourbon. Yeah, so Diageo brand, um, really a bourbon. That was actually one of the first bourbons I ever had. Um, really right. enjoyed it. Uh, it's one that I personally like to drink neat. Um, they have yeah. a ten-year. They have barrel strength that are just as good. I'm not actually let me back that up. I'm not a big fan of the ten-year. I think it's got to open up for a little bit of time before you can dive into it. Um, but I believe they're a little bit higher rye content, so you're going to get a little bit more heat on your palate as you're drinking it. Okay. All right. Little yeah. A little more bite to it. And I've got, uh, so this is my second bottle of the, the okay. Woodford Reserve. I enjoyed yeah, that Yeah, beautiful well. bottle. So 90.4 proof. Um, they they have the most, like if your listeners want to picture a Kentucky distillery, Google Woodford Reserve. Literally, it's in the middle of a okay. horse field where they train horses for the Kentucky Derby and all that. I mean, it's gorgeous. Wow. It's in these... 100 plus year old limestone buildings. It's sitting on a uh, giant uh, limestone quarry underground that holds all their water. Um, if you open that bottle up, Ryan, right now and take a smell of it, yeah. that is exactly yeah. how their entire Rick House is smell. Like, anytime wow. I open up a bottle, I'm immediately like transported back to that. Like, it's just, it's such a strong connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of those. Uh, yeah, fantastic Connect, from yeah, Mint Jewel. Awesome, awesome, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, okay, it is. Right. It's really good. Um, they kind of get a lot of crap because they're like they have three 
bourbons that they do. They have the Woodford, they have a double Woodford, uh, and then they have the uh, rye that they do. And okay, it's it's a very a lot of so like a lot of guys that I kind of follow, they're very deep into bourbon, so they're not big Woodford fans anymore. Right. They're looking for the hard to get stuff, the hunting stuff, you know. So right, if right. you're just an sure. everyday drinker, that's a really good bottle, um, really smooth. Nice, yeah. yeah. No, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, that's that's number two oh, for yeah. me, and I did enjoy it. So, here's another one. I just I just cracked this one on New Year's. Okay. The basil. Okay, Hayden. so basil Hayden. Uh, you looking at a bean product? Um, okay. Basil Hayden. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Have you ever heard of Old Granddad whiskey? Okay, so basil not, Hayden no. is Old Granddad. No. That's his title. Um, okay. Okay. So Alex, who I do the podcast with, loves basil Hayden. Okay. Yeah, I heard I you guys talk a little bit it. about it. So. Um, it is, it is <laughs> not your deal. No. a beautiful bottle. I mean, you're paying for the beauty mm. of that bottle, I kind of feel like. But it, it's got a lot yeah. of peppery, a lot of sweet okay. tea kind of taste to it. Um, okay. I'm not a huge fan of it. They've got that dark rye out now. They have the rye by rye. They've got a 10-year out. I mean, they're, they're yeah. really trying to change it up. A lot of guys I know really enjoy it. Just not Something about it just mm. isn't a big, it's not you. big fan with me. But, I mean... I know a lot of people out there who that is their go-to bottle. Yeah, and I see it's kind of a, low, a little bit of a lower yeah, proof. And yeah, I mean, it's a so. really good low. If you're just starting burn yep. and you don't, you don't, you're yep. really worried about that proof. That is a really good jumping-off point. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, if you're into sweet teas, you're into those peppery, lemony kind of things. It's a very. I always kind of describe okay. my bourbons as seasons. I feel like it's a very spring, right. early summer kind of bourbon because it, it, it's the, it's okay. something you can enjoy right. you know a shot of after you cut the grass you know but right right like yeah. here in st Some louis it gets 100 plus degrees like mid-august i don't want that you know mid-august or yeah. something like that. right yeah yeah then my last one here is just a plain old jim beam i guess the black uh, white uh, label yeah jim beam white label yeah yes, with sir. the black cap i don't know if that makes a difference i mean you can't not, go but... wrong with the jim beam um it is yeah. a solid bourbon. I mean, it's the number one sold bourbon in the entire world. Um, yeah. They just do a really good job. They've got a lot of really cool offerings. Um, one bottle I bought a little while was a uh, Jim Beam Distillers Cut. So a little bit higher proof Jim okay. Beam. Um, it was yep. a really good bottle. Really enjoyed it. I took it on vacation, and my sister knocked it off the uh, top of the refrigerator, and oh, it no. broke and shattered no. all over. And I was really disappointed, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> for 20 bucks, the distiller's cut was a steal yeah. of a deal. I mean, your white label, you're looking at, uh, I think here, 10 bucks for a bottle of it. Um, wow, so yeah. really good prices, really good entry bourbon. You can mix, you can make yeah. whatever you want. There's so many cocktails. You can yeah, I find, yeah. Yeah. I find that one more as a, for me, for my yeah. taste, more of a mix, uh, if I mix in that with the cola yeah, or something. Yeah, just I mean, like, I think it pairs really well with yeah. cola. If you can find, um, I've been yeah. kind of playing with it. If you can find the Coca-Cola, the pure sugar cane. Yeah. Is that the oh, Mexican yeah. one they call that it? Is yeah. perfect with because okay. that pure sugar cane is like doing a, a sugar block or a simple syrup. And it's just right. it's so thick, but it holds on its own. It's just, yeah. it's really good. Awesome. Then my last one, this isn't a, a bourbon specifically, but I think I threw it up on Instagram yesterday and you'd uh, replied, yeah. it's this uh, 
Crown Royal bourbon mash that I just got, and I hoped to get into it last night and fell asleep on hey, the couch. I understand that. Didn't that. Happen, so. uh, they're up till one thirty in the morning recording last night, so I oh. I got home. I was oh, that's like, oh, one, I'm yeah. just done. Uh, so that one got yeah. Crown Royal in some trouble um, because they put okay. that it was the bourbon mash on it, and right. a lot of people were upset that they put the word bourbon when it's nowhere near a bourbon. Uh, so it's right. made the same style as a bourbon. Really, they should call it a whiskey, uh, technically, if we're getting into right. it, but I'm not big into that. But uh, yeah. a lot of places here yeah. in St. Louis had to put labels on it, like they got their label makers out and said, this is not a bourbon, oh. because people were upset about it. Oh, well, it. Yeah. Um, they yeah, saw bourbon yeah, they immediately thought it was bourbon. Really good flavor. Um, it, it's it's just yeah. it's an enjoyable sipper. Um, I'm not... Yeah. Not a big fan of mixing my Crown Royal with anything. Like I just, I just drink neat, okay. pour over yeah, some Crown, ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got a nice, uh, yeah, nice rye. Like, like that. I don't want to mix it with anything. I, I'm just a big fan of that, and it was really, really yeah. good for, uh, especially for the price. I mean, so. yeah, awesome. Well, that's uh, that's my collection. So. I'd show you my collection, um, but we'd be here we... for like the next uh, couple hours. It would be a yeah. while. I got a feeling. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, before we wrap up, I get, I kind of like to finish off with generally when I'm talking to barbecue people specifically, what your go-to meal is. If you're going out for barbecue, you're firing up the grill at okay. home or the smoker or whatever, what's kind of, oh, what's your go-to Kevin? So, and, uh, and mix in what your, uh, what your go-to uh, bourbon or beer. Okay. That would so be, if I'm firing it up, um, uh, I am a big rib fan. So I just I love my mm-hmm. my pork ribs. Um, so yep. if I'm doing that, I guess I'm gonna do a slab of ribs. Uh, I'm gonna yep. play around with some smoked macaroni and cheese. Uh, nice. Uh, I've Can't found the big thing I really like doing is taking my burnt ends and all that and mixing it with the mac and cheese. So that's really mm, good. Yep. yep. Um, while I'm out there smoking it, I'm probably gonna be enjoying some. Probably some bourbon at that point in time. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think what I would probably right. go with. Um, I'd probably be rotating through. I'm not going to lie. I'd probably start with something lower. Yep. Yeah. And as the uh, day kind of yeah, goes maybe. on, you get a little bit higher. Throw a rye in there probably every once yeah. in a while. Um, yeah. If you can get a hold yeah. of uh, Russell's Reserve Rye, it's a six-year. It is okay. really good rye, very okay. solid price. Um, and then yeah. as dinner's coming, I'm probably going to crack open a couple beers. Um, probably a, a, a lager is probably what I end up with. Um, yeah. Enjoy that with my barbecue. I'm not a big barbecue and bourbon fan at the same time. Just too many complex okay. flavors. Yeah. I want too to much, enjoy too much, of them. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a beer, you know, yeah. I can really kind of get down with and enjoy. Uh, with it's not going to yeah. overpower anything, and then after dinner, obviously you have to have after dinner drinks. Um, I'm going with a oh, stout or a porter, or just some really okay. rich bourbon wise. Um, probably like okay. a uh, something probably a little bit higher proof is what I would end with. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean that's kind of that would be my go-to. Just do my ribs with uh, apple right uh, juice and uh, vinegar, just some salt and pepper, yep. a little bit of onion powder. Um, yeah, and kind of go with that. Yeah, keep it fairly simple. simple. Yeah, uh, yes. Spares, back, baby back. Um, so I'm a big fan of St. Louis cut. Um, just yep. I, I like I like that, but 
kind of playing more with the baby back style now, um, just because of the amount of meat you get yeah. on them. Um, yeah. And then I like that the baby backs, I can take them when I get done with them and I cut all that meat off and then I can make a uh, cold rib sandwich out of it afterward. So that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Uh, we did that last week, oh, did yeah. some nachos with the uh, I am with a sucker after. for yeah. a barbecue nacho. Yes. I can't go wrong, man. I can't go wrong. And I'm just going to jump back. I think I saw on your Instagram yesterday. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Eagle Rare. Yeah. You had some of that out? I actually had another fellow mention that to me recently. That's a, tell me about that so a little. It, it's, uh, I think the next, yeah, next so on my list. Yeah, it's a really good Buffalo Trace product. It's a Buffalo Trace that's been uh, okay. done for 10 years. Uh, let me, real quick, I got to look to make sure I get my mash bills right because they're always yeah. chaining stuff on me. Um, so yeah. the Eagle Rare, like I said, it's a 10 year. It was originally a 10 year on the front of the bottle. But they have, okay. within probably the last um, three, four, five years or so, they've put the age statement on the back of the bottle. Um, okay. It yeah. is just a solid, solid bourbon. I mean, it's yeah. really good price. Unfortunately, the price range varies greatly. You can find some of it for mm -hmm. MSRP, which is like 30 bucks, all the way up to 60 bucks some places. Yeah. Um, but wow. yeah, it is the yep. same as a Buffalo Trace, so it's uh, low rye, so it's less than ten percent rye. It really easy to okay. drink. I yep. I drink neat all the time. Um, nice. They yep. just released a very rare uh, Double Eagle, which is twenty year okay. old Eagle Rare. It comes in a nice. decanter that's laser engraved and etched, hand blown. Um, you're looking at two thousand dollars for it. Uh, uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say that's going to be uh, if I can yeah. even find no, it I mean, here. That and that's be, uh, that's just be, the uh, asking price for it. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous yeah. when they finally roll that out. Um, but yeah, Eagle Rare is really a solid pour. Um, it's going to be it. Yeah. What I would recommend you to Ryan is when you if you get Eagle Rare, enjoy some Buffalo Trace, then go to the Eagle Rare and see how that age really okay. makes a huge difference. Um, it's incredible. It's awesome. Right. No, I will. Uh, I yeah. will certainly do that. I see you got the uh, the St. Louis yes, Blues sir, big old Blues there. fan. Um, they're they're uh, they're on. Hey, a I'll take right it. Now, I mean, we've never had a cup here yep. in St. Louis. I'd love for this to be the year, but I keep saying that. I would say we're the Cubs yeah. of the uh, NHL. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to see it. Uh, huge run. They just finished up eleven yeah. in a row. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, uh, they're flying. So. And, well, maybe we'll see the Flames and the Blues we'll in the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, from yeah. where our season started to where we're at now, I was giving up on them. Yeah. I mean, I'd, well, yeah, I think a lot of people I'm had. I'm a big, yeah. diehard Blues fan. So I was just like, yeah, it's, we'll get a yeah. good draft pick now. And now, hey, we got a chance, actually. Yeah, so there, I'm happy yeah. about that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, I'm, yeah, folks here are getting pretty excited with yeah, the Flames yeah. been playing. So it's, you got uh, one of our uh, goalies, nice Brian Elliott. He's still it's Calgary. Uh, no, he's been no, he's I don't think he no, he's uh, not here anymore. Troy Brower sure was he, he up there? He was here. Oh man, no, he's gone. Those are the only two St. Louis guys I knew. John released him. No, uh, Brower was uh, came in here with a lot of fanfare and just didn't. Uh, unfortunate, never unfortunate. He it, beat so. he beat the Blackhawks for us. Yeah, that's all that yeah. mattered. So that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kevin, thank you so much. This has been great. Uh, 
<coughs> excuse me, really appreciate the insight and uh, the information. Uh, really enjoy and listen to the podcast, so keep it up. And we'll. Uh, I appreciate we'll you having me on, Ryan. Uh, I appreciate the support you've given us, and you know, enjoy. Hope you enjoy podcasting as much as we do. Hey everybody, that's a wrap on another episode of the show. Thank you so much for your time, and as always, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Please check out our show sponsor, www.bbqclass.ca, for all the details on the upcoming classes in Alberta. As I said in the open, I'll be attending the Pitmaster class in just a couple of weeks on March 30th in Calgary, and I'm really excited to learn from Rob Reinhardt and to sharpen up my cooking skills with spring just around the corner. Thank you to Kevin for joining me on the show. And be sure to check out uh, Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with your friends. And uh, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear some comments. Um, Next week on the show, another Skype interview. This one with Robert Turner from Big Smoke Barbecue in Grunthal, Manitoba. As always, thank you to Alan Herbin for all the music. And until next time, folks, keep on smoking. This has been a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.